time, I'm Akua Jamfi, and I'm here with Rangano Nyoni, who is the recent Welcome Screenwriting Fellowship Award winner. I think I've said that all wrong. It's the Welcome Fellowship Award for Screenwriting. Congratulations, and thank you for talking to me. It was just last night. How do you feel? Slightly hungover, a little bit overwhelmed. What's the process of being an award recipient? So the Screenwriters Award is handed out by Welcome Trust, which is like a charitable organisation that deals with science and medical research. And they reach out to the industry, so that's people in BAFTA, BFI, and Film Fork, to find out who can receive this award. Then they hand it out every year. And last year, Carol Morley had it. It's like industry people sort of nominate people who they think deserve the award somehow. I suppose my name popped up. When they told me, I didn't realise that I got it. I just thought I was one of many. And maybe I could have been, maybe... But she did say, like, no, we're, we're happy to give you the fellowship. But you never know. I, di- I didn't know. Because it's something so. that you didn't ask for. It's like, well, where no. did this come from? Yes. And you usually have to apply for things. Yeah. You're going through, like, 50 different rounds. So that all the hard work had been done behind sort of my back. So that was great, actually. So did you have to do a speech and... Last night? Yeah. It was supposed to be like a panel, but then the panel thing was cancelled. And so last minute they said, well, well, it doesn't have to be a speech. You can say thank you. But I thought I have to think of something. 30000 which is what you're awarded. In filmmaking terms, it's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually going to make a feature. But for new creatives needing peace of mind to just create, it can make a hell of a difference. So how are you going to use the award? And what do you hope to get out of the experience? Because it's a year-long kind of support system as well as this money yeah i'm gonna use so the money is really important firstly mm. because quite frankly i'm quite broke it also they put you in touch with the scientific and medical community so professions any kind of talks that are happening seminars and just put you in that world and access to the huge archive which is really attractive and there's not really any remit so i can it's whatever i want to do with it and then they've got places everywhere like little headquarters everywhere so they, they have a place in like malawi so i'm sort of interested now in looking at african indigenous tribes the malawi contact would be great was it perfect timing for where your thoughts were going after your debut film couldn't be more perfect because i already wow. had this idea that was related to sort of mental health in certain communities like nomad communities a lot of alcoholism and stuff when these people are asked to not be nomads and just stay put in like one village so I was really interested in that anyway so they couldn't come at a better time you know after the first feature it's great to get that out of the way but the second feature is notoriously apparently more difficult and so I'm, I'm trying to find space to really figure out what I want to do really and not get seduced by sexy ideas. So this gives you a space to find out. If you could tell us a bit about your filmmaking journey, born in Zambia, raised in Wales, graduated from Central St. Martins, and you went from acting to becoming a filmmaker, what changed? So one of the things I needed with my parents was finish your business degree or do it and then you can do whatever you want. Sure. So I, while I was doing my business degree, my first degree, I was pursuing acting. But I'm not the best actress. I realised that when I did my master's programme. I just don't have any patience for it. I'm, I'm not disciplined at all when it comes. I didn't learn my lines. I'm like the worst Just to interject, <laughs> it's very good that you noticed this early because some people, it's not often that people are like, oh, do you know what? I can't do this. <laughs> this is not happening. And quite early. I mean, so, very good. Well yeah, done. You have to be quite vulnerable. And also when I was doing short films, I was more interested in the choice the director was making. So I used to always hang around the crew more than the other actors. Acting was the best way to learn how to make films for me because it deals with story. And so from that, I used to borrow the equipment and taught myself how to edit. I used to do corporate videos to earn money and then... So why did you self-teach rather than take another course? After I did a couple of shorts, someone said apply to a film school. So I actually did at the same time as my husband. He got in and I didn't. There was beef. 
Wait, who applied first? We both applied at the exact same, same time. time, yes. So we were both like refreshing the emails and then he got the email saying yes, but I was so upset. Actually, this is a good thing about being a filmmaker is you can become a little bit deluded, which is really good. So I thought they're missing out. Okay, You it's have good. to become Spin. a little bit deluded. <laughs> yeah. You kind of spin it yeah, to make it work for yourself. Otherwise, you just get depressed. You get rejected so many times mm. in this industry. True. So you have to have this weird confidence. And I didn't want to apply again. I saw his film school education. I used to come and sometimes just see what it's like. I don't think it would have suited me. I think it's a bit more structured than I would have liked. Some people so. do say that the formula of being taught yeah. when it comes to something creative, yeah. it doesn't always work because creators would tend to be visual, right? Yeah. Apart from maybe if you're in editing or something very technical. Yeah, yeah. And I find it quite limiting. I find sometimes a lot of the films look a little bit samey. I hear you. So you get the good and bad points. So you don't limit yourself, but then you still have to be disciplined and teach yourself. But I really learned through doing. So I, I went and did many shorts, about five or six, I think, and then I, until I made my first feature. I Am Not A Witch, which was a brave feat for someone who hadn't done a feature film. And it took a lot of guts to tell a cultural satire about a sensitive subject. So why that narrative? How did you pull it off? And what was the process like? So I was I used to pitch I'm Not a Witch to people here and a lot of people were like, do you have something British? I remember getting that feedback and I thought, oh, I should think of something. It would be easier if I shoot here. So yeah, I wanted to do something. And then, then it turns into African cinema. So it became a bit complicated. I've seen people watch African cinema here and I always thought it was always done with like it's outside, looking, outside in. looking in and then it's always like oh yeah the Africans a certain idea actually a lot of like Nigerian films are probably satirical the ones because we get a lot of Nigerian cinema that they're, they're dark but they use a lot of humor mm. and so I kind of wanted something that used a lot of more humor even though we're talking about something very sensitive and in a nutshell can you tell us what the film I'm not a witch was what it was is about. It's about it sounds dark and bleak when I say it when I pitch it, but it's about a young girl. She's eight years and then she's accused of being a witch and she's sent to a witch camp to live with other women who are also accused of witches being witches and they, they sort of live in this travelling witch camp in a way and they're tethered to a truck. Uh, and they're made to work on fields basically. I watched it during London Film Festival last year. It was in an environment that I kind of wished I watched it with African people. Yes. To get a different African, reaction yeah, 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 to yeah. being in a very typical yes. film audience. Yes. And I felt that there's stuff that I got. Yes. And then there was stuff, I don't know yes. if the audience is laughing with yes. or, or at. at and it felt very uncomfortable. Yes. So it made me judge the film in a bit more harsher yeah. way. You need to watch films yes. in different environment, watching films in different with different people. Yes. It makes a difference. But then did you deal with that? Because like I said, it, it is a sensitive subject. Sure. Witchcraft, child witches, yes. and actually even African traditions yeah. being pit against Christianity. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts in going into it? I think, especially with African people, other people who are not, not African tend to be really sensitive about it. But I didn't realise this until... Because I wrote the film really insularly. I got funding from Europe. And funding from Europe is really like, we give you the money, go off and write. It's not... You don't get execs kind of... So the first exec kind of thing I had was towards the end of the process when I was about to go into production. And I got notes. And a lot of people were confused by what's real, what's not. And they were also uncomfortable. And so I got different views. But it's funny because I gave it to a script doctor who was British but had sort of African roots. And he said, your film is very particular. If you're from that culture or you understand it, you're going to go on along the ride. If you're not, people are going to find it really difficult. And I said, okay, well, I'll pay that price. And it's funny about what you said about seeing in audiences because I saw Beale Street Could Talk by Barry Jenkins. Yes. It, recently in Los Angeles with an African-American audience. 
but I needed them. And I thought, God, it's good because then they were laughing at bits I didn't really quite see and I didn't get. And they were reacting. It was really helpful to see it through their eyes because I wouldn't have got the cues at all. It, there's a great scene with the family where people are sort of yes, laughing and yes. stuff. And it needed that for me to go, okay, so this is funny. I would have taken it differently. But I was prepared. I've had different reactions. So I had this white woman saying, I'm a white woman. I felt uncomfortable watching it. How did you feel about how I would watch it? I said, well, I didn't really... These are the price that you pay. But I, I really don't mind. I think people tend to be really precious and very PC about stuff. And when I'm in Zambia, I'm really Zambian. So for me, it's Zambians telling a Z sort of a Zambianish story, even though it's not about Zambia, in in a way I understood growing up. But I, I understand it. But overall, it's, not an easy it's film. a charming so. film as well. And your lead, um, yeah. Margaret Mulubwa, mm -hmm. how is she, do you, are you still in contact? So she didn't go to school. I did this fundraising thing, a, a page for her to send her to school. And then after that, BFI and Film 4 and Film Cymru jumped in, and now wow. they're paying for a school for... Wow. So, so I managed that. So I talked to her a lot. And it's mostly about managing her school. And she goes to boarding school in Osaka. So I, I still coordinate it. I send the money for the fees. You know what it's like. So sending money for the fees, coordinating her going back home, her half term, her stationery, her food, everything, everything. So I'm still in contact. Like with an her honorary for, big sister. So it's, yeah. So it's going to happen. Yeah. Now I've been graduated to godmother. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be doing that until she finishes school. That's so amazing. And... There was just, um, something I was reading about young black stars, and especially if they're from the motherland, like the Queen of Kratzway, mm -hmm. for Afri United, um, Africa United, mm -hmm. maybe you're exempt because you are Zambian mm -hmm. heritage. When the West come in to pluck these child stars mm -hmm. from these countries, what happens to them afterwards? You know, it's a um, big responsibility. Yeah. And, and I was she, trying to make people understand that. Does she have plans to go into acting, or was that just like a... Because she was so... Yeah, she's great. Beautiful. But I sort of now I've taken on the role of God, but I sort of don't encourage that. Yeah. Because originally when I met her, she said I want to be a nurse or a teacher. So that's the bit I encourage. Just because I know it's going to be difficult, and she's out. You know, she's out. There's so many things. But if she wants to go into acting, fair enough. But I wanted her to just at least learn how to get all the basics and learn how to read and write and all this stuff. And and now she's second in the class. She skipped a. Wow. She started from nothing, so she started with like five year olds when she was nine. Then she skipped the second year because she did so well in her first year. Now she's in her third year. She's second in her class. And I, I hope that she can skip again so she can get close. She's a fighter. She's There's no if buts about it going far. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Well done, you. Mm. When it came to raising the money, you got you said you got money at European funding. So that's that. Debut film, filming on location in Africa. Mm -hmm. What did you learn? What would you change? And what was a fond highlight? Actually, the production funding came from BFI okay. and Film 4 predominantly. So it was UK funded in the end. So the development was just for me to write. But then when it came to actually fund, finance the film, it's got other European funders, but it's mostly UK. What did I learn? Filmmaking is complicated and it's hard. It's difficult to bring, because all my heads of department had to come from here to Zambia and you're funneling your idea through predominantly British white crew and it works in some instances because they're outsiders and they come in and they have their point of view and because I was creating a world it didn't have to be authentic in any way so that was fine and then there were difficulties because it's true I heard Anna Santi saying that like if you're from a different culture you're fighting all the time all the way about your point of view because people just don't understand it my first cut was nothing like how I imagined the film was because people were really uncomfortable with laughing. And I wasn't even laughing at it. For me, it's not about belief. It's about manipulating a belief system to benefit you and exploit yourself, which people do all the time in religion. So this is what I'm talking about. But 
people very precious about Africa. So the way the editing was so hard, just that it was supposed to be satirical and it's, and it's now an earnest drama. And, and then you're funding yourself through other people and then even marketing posters, everything that you fight for. And at one point I asked not to be included in poster marketing because no one cared about my point of view. I was so against a lot of, not necessarily so much in the UK as much, but in other territories where it was sold as now she looks like save Africa poster, give us money, this kind of thing. They can really manipulate images to how they want. And there was another one, it was kind of a Lion King one. At one point I said, you know what, I'm going to remove myself out of this. I'll wait until one day I can make a difference. And filmmaking is hard. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd go back to, to Africa under the same term that I would have to change in a way. It was hard on everyone, I have to say. It, it was, was a highlight. And the highlight for me uh, was Maggie, is the discovering of a young girl. She Maggie's from a village village, the village that you imagine a village. Okay. Like fetching water village in Luapula. And she believes in witchcraft. She's grown up that way. Luapula is a very, uh, believe in witchcraft and witches a lot. And it was fascinating to bring in this new world. So it was nice teaching about Michael Jackson. So she didn't know. Oh, no. She didn't know Rihanna. Now we like shine bright like a diet together. Oh. She didn't know all these people. I'm like, oh my God, you missed out so much. Let me show you. Um, it was great. And she's, she's like an ordinary kid now. So she knows all the stuff. She's obsessed with like Frozen. And it was her discovery and seeing her blossom. I think was the highlight for sure of anything else. That's brilliant. And so you already won a BAFTA and two Biffers. Do you feel any pressure to maintain this level of acclaim? Or is it like, I can excel now, I've done all these things, just need an Oscar, you've proven yourself? I love the fact that I got the Biff. I love the fact that I got a BAFTA. But I'm wondering in the long run if it'll make a difference because I used to get obsessed about this, that people who've achieved, been Oscar nominated, they sort of get lost. And I don't know why that happens. Although it's a good thing and I celebrate it, I often wonder if it's enough. So you don't get you don't get to enjoy it. You want more and more. Like you said, sure. you want more and more so that no one can ever deny you anything. And you get, I'm still sort of a bit paranoid about that, like sort of getting comfortable, which is maybe a good thing. But I've seen there's a whole history of women filmmakers before me that achieved far more than I did and they got lost somewhere. It is expectation and pressure. I is think it? we self think so? I think so, because I think it, you hit that, oh my God, got that, all the okay. acclaim, all the attention, and then it's like you have to live up to it, and it's your own kind of internal issue, mm-hmm. and then it's ego as well, which yeah. is, I mean, it's, ego is not necessarily a bad word, mm-hmm. but at that point it is your ego that's like, mm-hmm. people will expect this from me, mm-hmm. so I have to live up to those people's standards. Mm-hmm. And it's, as you said, having that this award mm-hmm. gives you time to chill out and not be swayed by the sexy, shiny stuff, which yes. might fast track you into yes. a space. But then along the line, you don't know what that cancels out. Yes. As opposed to maybe taking your time and being a bit more yeah. aware. Because, yeah. I mean, you're new to it. so Yeah, and distancing myself from this film, I have to try and remove mm-hmm. myself from it and not try to do, outdo myself. Just try and express myself. Exactly. I think it's about honesty with yourself, conversations with yourself a lot, and your close circle, mm-hmm. and keeping those truth tellers by your yes. side people can make you believe you can do anything like <laughs> you can do a film for 50 million and you're like i don't think so i don't go from one to 50 it makes no sense to me it gets used into believing you can do anything and i think i can it's just takes time i have to sort of build up to that yeah it's that fast track yes, versus right, the actually the doing track. your yeah the easy thing and you're like oh i could do that and yeah i could earn me money blah, blah, blah. then you say yeah i know it's true it's a fast track it's so seductive yeah and it i think it pays more too exactly and i think Jeez. especially when it comes to black creatives mm-hmm. in this space yeah 
especially with the diversity conversation, the industry needs to fill up its its holes yeah. when it comes to gender, sexuality, and race. Yes. So they pluck people yes. quickly, very quickly. So sometimes it's like, yes. hold on, it's for us again yes. to have to do all the extra work as yes. usual. Yeah. But we do have to do due diligence and think, okay, yeah. they're fast tracking. It's beneficial, not to say turn stuff down. Yeah. But let's just put it in perspective. And that's yeah. very difficult, but that's what we need to do. It's almost setting you up for failure also yeah. by fast tracking because they have, they do. You can feel the, because it's a time. And then you're also frightened, like, when are they going to, uh, when is this trend going to stop? Yeah. Should I do it now? Because then yeah. people are going to forget. But you have to, it's a slow and steady. I learned that from my mother a lot. It's just like chill because I'm still going to be here. You're still going to be here. Hard work, you know, outshines anything. So just keep at it. And I did the hard bit, which was like, you know, 10, 15 years of trying to get to the point of first feature. So don't spoil it. But also but, that's the yeah. trick as well, because when you have been grafting and yeah. something happens, it's like, oh, yeah, all those years of hard grafting. It's hard. It's this hard. industry is hard. But it's hard. Yeah, you need those You need those people that be like, hey, Rongano, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move away from that. It's true. And you yeah. can get so seduced. I've yeah. been said, I've, I've been considering things at one point. I thought it's just easier if I just say yes. Why don't I just say yes? It's like no. Or if you say yes, it's being prepared to deal with the consequences. The consequences. If you have the tools. Yes. Right. Yes. But in the end, you're still, you know, a black woman filmmaker. So if you fail, it becomes extreme the other way. Do a stream. If you do something like good, everyone's like, ah, (laughs) they go crazy. You know what I mean? And then if you do something like sort of bad but not the worst thing, like, oh my god, she's the worst. It becomes the two. And you've got everybody attacking Everyone's yeah. either attacking or yeah. like, my um, friend calls it like brown fever. This idea of getting overexcited and over-exuberant about something that's, it's fine. Because it's slightly condescending as well. It like, is, isn't it? Oh my God, you're so amazed that I can do this. Yes. And how did you put the camera? And you put the camera, it's sort of just an ordinary choices. It's, it's yeah. fine. All of us are raised and grown in this environment where if you're other, you're mm-hmm. not necessarily as good as. Yes. So... When you do something that's marginally great, yes. all great, it's yes. like super shot. Yes. Um, yes. And people need to manage that. Yes. Everybody needs to they manage it. They need to manage it. it and we need to be taken as artists, as everyone. And then no black artist wants something. They don't want to be trivialized. I right. don't know anyone. They don't want to be the token. They don't want any of that. They want everything. All we want is opportunity to do things too. And then we, we can have all the variants. We can be great. We can be mediocre. We can be all those things without it being a thing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And then we can just be judged on what we do. Yeah. And yeah, if it happens to be mediocre, it's not the end of the earth because you do one not great thing, you know? Like, right. It's pressure. It's exhausting. It's a lot of pressure. Girl, we got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Um, so I'm just going to wrap it up with some quick, light-hearted questions. So what's your favourite food? What really uh, makes your taste buds go crazy? Fried fish. Really? Fried And small fried fish, particular kind of small fish. It's small just a Zambian fish. dish. Uh, yes, Capenta, but there's another one they have in Portugal, which I really like. It's okay. like medium, small fried fish. I'm obsessed with fried fish. Yes. I want some. <laughs> and when you're not filmmaking, you like to do what? <laughs> I don't know a live <laughs> Oh, I sew. I dress make. Do you? Yes. I have two sewing machines and I dress make. So I've got now lots of little nieces and I make them bibs and little dresses and little... So yes. if all else fails, there'll sense. be a Rong- Rongano <laughs> fashion line. No, it won't be. I'm not, it's not that deep. It's not that great. <laughs> okay. yeah. And how prepared are you for winter? Is your winter wardrobe ready? I was complaining about that. I've had this jacket for seven years. I need to rework it. Um, yeah. I've got my jumpers. 
That's what the 30K should go on. 30K should go on one jacket. You're going to see how we sight and I'm like, you know what? It's all about Makes the jacket. Makes sense. Listen to me. It's great advice. And so what's the last thing you watched on the screen on screen or stage? The last thing I watched on screen was If Your Street Could Talk. Okay. Yes. Stage was the one about, I don't know if I can say it, it was about someone who makes love to a goat. I've forgotten the name of the play. I beg your pardon. It was called something like this. Something like this. Someone will know it. I've forgotten the title. Yes. Okay. And um, what can't you wait to see or what's coming up that you're like, ah, I've got to make time to see this? Uh, the Favourites. I can't wait to see that. It's I've heard so many good things. Brilliant. Oh, no one has said anything bad about this film. No, I can't say anything bad about it either. Really? I really can't. Yeah. Um, Olivia Coleman does her thing. <sighs> and finally, this Christmas, you'll be in the kitchen or on the couch waiting impatiently. Where are you? Uh, couch, for sure. You don't get in the kitchen? No, because I'm with my mother-in-law and she does not want... You can't even, like, wash a plate. That's great. Is it? I yeah. I feel very uncomfortable. Do you know how to cook, right? Yes. So you're done. You know what to do when it's your turn to yes. cook. So fine, it's yes. fine. It's, it's absolutely fine. Okay. The only time it's bad is if you don't know how to cook because you need to get the training. Yes. If someone's willing yes. to serve you at Christmas... Oh my god yeah i know this is not my family i have because i'm first born girl so usually i'm it's a very difficult role to to be the serve because you're not, not used to my it. mother no my no enjoy no, it of, a word. yeah enjoy it yes um thank you so much Rongano, for speaking to me 